to a live edition of the ONG Strike Zone. I'm Brian Fulford. That's Kelvin Rozier. That's Kofi Hemingway. We are the ONG Strike Zone. It's a pleasure to be on with you tonight. Uh, Kelvin, Kofi, how are we doing this evening? <clears throat> I'm going to man, I'm gonna let the man, yeah, I'm going to let the man who talk all the time talk. <laughs> that will be you. <laughs> all right love you guys uh, all is well for right now so praise the lord hallelujah we here hallelujah man i got we good. It's i got a lot going on good. b as you heard yeah I got, I got a lot going on but we we're gonna power through this show here Nice. Um, I am dealing with who knows technical issues with uh, so I don't know audio, visual. I don't know what what how I sound. I'm, so I'm gonna apologize. You do, you're doing good. You're doing good. Okay. It just doesn't feel that way based on what I'm hearing. Cause you got on that on darn blue. Wear some orange and green. It's the orange and green. The ONG strike oh, zone, sir. Every time I come, corporate boy, logo. you be wearing the blue. The basketball corporate season logo. is over now, so what's the excuse? Corporate, corporate go, corporate and, logo. We and are didn't even win a championship. What? Didn't even bring the, didn't even bring the trophy home this time. Still, this ain't Indianapolis. We ain't the Colts. <laughs> you know you wearing Jackson State okay. colors on tonight? I'm starting to get mad. I, I'm wearing the what? I didn't used got, to hate Jackson back. State, but they've been getting on my nerves lately. And you got on Jackson State colors, looking like the sonic boom of the South. All right. How about this? If I if I this on is there, you know, I'll put the hat on. Now you mismatch. See, you can't please some Negroes. That's all right. I'll uh, I'll I'll fix I'll fix um, and throw on some more show appropriate gear a little bit. Hey, uh, quick shout out to the people in the uh, chat room joining us already on YouTube. Uh, Kenneth Rozier, somebody you, you might know there, Kelvin. Uh, Montre Bennett, J Mac, Mary three hundred five, Tamra T, uh, Melissa Wilson, uh, Tommy Gauthier. Um, let me see. So, Ke <laughs> uh, Bull, Kevin Butler's in there. So, uh, shout out to everybody jumping in early in the chat room. Uh, it is March Madness, uh, March Sadness for our basketball program. We will don't mention talk about any that tonight. No, we have to. Jeez. 
No, I'm sorry. If you, if you want to sit it out, you can. No, but it has no, to be talked I got about. something to say. Go on, let's talk about it. All right. Let's talk. Well, we'll, we'll oh, yeah, we'll get there. Um, okay. I, and, and I mention it because right now going on, it's a big weekend in basketball and HBCU land. Obviously, I'm sitting here watching a little bit of the uh, women's SWAC tournament. Uh, obviously, Jackson State is uh, playing tonight against Grambling State. Uh, the men are playing. You got MEAC happening. You got NAIA tournament. You got Division II tournament. All kinds of basketball, which we aren't a part of this weekend. So we will we will get into that. Um, we've also got some sports to talk about. Softball's kind of uh, been off the last week, but they've got a big series coming up this weekend against Jackson State. That's a home series, I believe. Uh, baseball had a good weekend. Um, they took two out of three. Atlanta came back and lost a close game, I believe, earlier this week against Ball State. Um, bowling had a good weekend. FAMU bowlers, uh, they had a very good weekend as well. And we got some, uh, the start of spring practice. The spring football season has already begun. Uh, hopefully you guys have had a chance to check out a little bit of our uh, 2023 spring football preview show uh, that uh, myself, Kelvin, and Marcus did. Uh, dropped it on uh, the date Tuesday afternoon, and you had a chance to uh, react. Uh, Kelvin, have you heard any uh, what was kind of the reviews or reactions that you've heard uh, from from that from that uh, podcast there? No, I hadn't had a chance to talk to anybody. I've been I haven't been answered any calls actually because uh like I say I got quite a bit going on. So uh I don't have any feedback right now. I did notice that uh it was pretty well viewed though, and I went back and watched it. And um uh, I thought you know it was it was real informational. You know, I've seen some of the other uh analysis and um of course the nobody does like the ONG strike zone, so uh I, I, I like for uh, I see in the chat folks are chiming in. Y'all chime in and let us know. True that. Uh Kofi, uh we, we missed you on that one, but uh have you had a Y'all chance did an to excellent job. Any... Yep, yep. Mark uh, Marcus all credit to Marcus Green helping to to pull that together and make that make that happen. Um so uh shout out to Marcus and and like I said, hopefully it's everywhere. Uh Yep, that means phone calls later on in the show as we're going to well, have any Jesus guests. was on the main line. Hey, well, we're going to hear <laughs> from Rattler Nation want. today. I was telling you what Rattler I want. Ah, we're going to hear from Rattler Nation tonight. So, we, you know, we don't have any guests lined up. So, it's us and you, Nation. So, you know, y'all got real shy the last time we opened up the phone lines. So, this time, we got plenty to talk about. Uh, we also... Um, if, if you all you know, followed and saw the uh, the 220 club, we tweeted it out. Um, the, uh, our VP, Tiffany Dawn Sykes, dropped uh, some – I thought it was a pretty informative session with the folks. So there's a lot of notes in there that I, I took all kinds of notes, guys. I took notes. So I, we got all kinds of notes that we can talk about from that session. Um, Nerd. So – we got a lot of things we can start with. I'm gonna start it off like this, Kofi. I'm gonna 
Kobe, I'm going to give you the first swing. I'm going to throw it at you and let you get the first swing. What's on your mind? What do you want to talk about first, Kofi? Well, I want to get this out of the way. Um, let's don't uh, keep the screen. I need to see everybody. <laughs> All right. But seriously, you know, What's on my mind right now is a few years ago, Kellen Winslow came in and with his arrogant self, he said, family athletics was broken. And he got the natives riled up. Ears and steam and the fangs came out. <laughs> and we was ready to fight. But the reality is, we were broken. I don't necessarily know if he was necessarily the one to fix it. But here we are years later. And the question number one, I obviously I can say football has changed for the better. They have the right leadership. Um, they have, uh, they have, um, energy they have momentum they've got a lot going on rattler nation is proud of that baseball they got energy they don't have everything they want but they have energy and coach shoot i know for a fact wants to be here and he's doing the very best that he can even our new softball coach energy softball everybody is like excited I don't know why we're not charging the money for the games, but there's energy there. Those girls, I feel in my heart of hearts, they want to win. Even tennis, you know, I, I, I think we need to obviously open up the recruitment a little bit more and get a higher caliber player to come to FAMU, but we've got to really look at the program and, you know, see what we can tweak to start attracting better quality tennis athletes. You know, um, the lack of restrooms out there has got to change. That ain't what I come to talk about. What I want to talk about is this basketball program. And if Willie Simmons came to us, how long has Coach McCullum been here? Six years. Um, okay. So five full years. seasons, six years. Okay. Five full seasons. In five full seasons, if Willie Simmons went four and seven, four and seven, three and seven, I'm sorry, three and what is it? Eight. Three and eight, four and six, four and uh four and seven, five and six, would he have a job? Hello? That's a question. Probably not. Probably not. No. No. We haven't had a winning season in basketball. And we've got to really look at why we didn't have a winning season in basketball. Coach Simmons came in and he changed the culture. I know, I mean, we know recruits. We know assistant coaches. 
we know even when stuff go wrong, we are all on it and over it because we care. I'm not convinced that we really give a damn about FAMU basketball right now because we've been losing for a long time. It's like we have accepted. If you hang around, you'll see what I'm ranting about. Just shut your mouth and listen. We have sat right here and allowed our program, because family people are proud people. We love to brag. We love to talk trash. We love to run our mouth. But what is there to brag about when it comes to what we are bringing to the table? A winning season we have not seen in men's basketball in forever. It's been a while. I can say the same really for the women. So we have to ask the question for real. If we keep them around and we know we got budgetary restraints and stuff like that. But if we keep McCullum, what is that bringing? Is it going to shift? Is it going to change? What is going to change? And so we have to look inward because, again, with basketball, we haven't even won a regular season championship since 1978. And even football-wise, we haven't won an outright conference championship since 2001. It's been that long, so 2001? It's been for an outright championship. Technically, we kind of won the championship a couple of years, I think in 2019, but we weren't eligible, so we really didn't win. Mm -hmm. You know, so. And we, we tied in 2010. And, and, and as far as Rattler Nation is concerned, we've got to look inward and really define what we want to happen, what we desire to see going forward. Because right now, with what we have from our basketball program, I'm not sure, in my heart of hearts, if Coach McCullum believes that he has what he needs to win. I'm not sure if Coach Pillow feels the same. I think that she's got a little bit more leeway. But to be honest, it's not a definite yes. Yes, sir. What is it you believe he needs to, she needs to win? First, you need to get, you need to get you some players. Personnel changes. A good player can make a, 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 a mediocre coach look great. And the, the players that we are getting are almost like their bottom, I'm not saying they bottom of the barrel, but they close. We don't have, you know, really a player right now that can take over the game. And just to give you the level of momentum, Brian, who are our assistant coaches on the men's team? Um, in terms of the number? Name, their, name and assistant coach. 
Name an assistant coach. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up the. No, you don't have to pull up. That's that's you know that said it right there. You don't know who they are. Well, you, you don't shouldn't. know. I, I don't agree that you should. No, I don't no, agree. I, that you I, should. I disagree. I disagree. I in, ba I just look I, in at basketball. Alabama. I disagree. In basketball, we're talking basketball. Do you know all the assistants at Florida State? Do you know all the assistants at? Well, you I'm know, not a I, I disagree. State fan. Well, I'm not I'm, a Florida State fan. I'm just saying, as a, as a, I don't think. We knew the darn baseball you know, coaches. Can, we knew I, the I assistant coaches. We knew Anthony Robinson was an assistant coach. We knew the pitching coach. The guy that's at TCC, right? We knew them. Brian Henry. The, but they, they're from the, the community, the, too. They, they're from, they, 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 they were born and raised here, too. Uh, so they, they, you the 25% know, they of people who are diehards, the percent who are diehards. Name a football assistant coach. The major Well, name. I think football, football is. I think football assistant football, coach. Football, I believe, is different than baseball and name basketball. A football assistant coach. Yes, Coach Spady, James Spady. For one, there's one. Name okay. another one. And uh, Coach Smith, Smitty. Get, name another one. I mean, Coach Johnson, Troy Johnson. We, that's you, my you, point. you gonna quiz me? I, you quiz. But, no, but football that's, is that's different, though. Football is different, though. Kofi. No, it's football not. is different. Yes, it no, is. I think. It's I, I'll tell you why. Not. I, I'll tell you why. It's different. It's different because in basketball, you have the have it, and it's similar in baseball. You have the CEO of that organization, and he's the one that is usually standing. He's the one that's visible. He's the one that talks post game, press game, pre game. The assistants rarely talk football, though, because football is managed as a part of three different unit somewhat you get to hear from the quote-unquote vice presidents oc the dc you know th those guys almost have a a uh a, a following because they have a direct hands-on impact with what the head coach wants to do so yes that we get to know the assistant coaches okay so stop can you stop let, let me say this who is the recruiting coordinator for FAMU basketball right now? That's okay. So see now that's a that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, I don't know Who's how the that's stop. usually just stop. Just stop. Usually just stop, for a stop for a second. Stop for one second. Who's the recruiting coordinator for FAMU football? Coach Riz again. Different stop. sport. It's not. Coach Riz, it is. Coach Riz, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Before Coach Riz got the FAMU, we didn't know who the recruiting coordinator was. We knew that people had little sections no, and, not. and yes. stuff like that. Coach Riz put himself out there as the man. And so yes. now 
people look to him, there is an energy, there is a flow that is coming out of there. The basketball team ain't trying to sell the darn program. The people that we have in there, listen, they're not trying to sell the program. They're not trying to put themselves out there as a as an elite HBCU program. They're not trying. The same level of effort when Coach Simmons got here, I could honestly say that Coach Simmons wanted the very best players he could possibly get. I knew that from job one. I knew when he surrounded himself with Coach Billy Roll and other talented coaches, he really wanted to put his best foot forward to try to win, not next year, not two years from now. He was trying to win that year. I felt like there was an energy surge. When have you felt like that regarding men's basketball? So, so Kofi, you, you, you done got your rain in and I've been quiet. So I'm I'm gonna talk just some 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 facts, right? Not that I don't disagree with a lot more much of you what you pointed out, but I gotta point some things out too. Um, you talking about in the men's basketball case particularly, someone who end up having to deal with sanctions the first three years couldn't even go to postseason and dealt with COVID, didn't complain. Build his program, build his team. And he was coach of the year last time he left the MEAC. And he had a player of the year last year in Randolph that someone, that someone he recruited out of high school and developed. That's just facts. Um, I agree with you in terms of the basketball program and and from a university standpoint, what, what do we want to be? We force those kids to spend the entire month of November and December on the road getting paychecks. And those paychecks don't even go back to the program, even when they go over what uh, they are projected in revenue to get. We kick them out of the gym and make them practice at crazy hours because it's, it's academic and they're not, and they can't have access after hours. You know, there are so many different hurdles that coaches typically don't have to deal with, and Coach Simmons particularly don't have to deal with from a from a support scenario. Now, I'm already on record saying Coach did a horrible job this year. Um, I, I would push back against you in terms of talent now we well what where i would agree is that we didn't have shooters outside of one and you didn't play that one uh if you look at the kids that he recruited this year who coming in those kids are coming from good programs and are pretty good pretty good players coming in from from the high school one from the high school one from community college we did get a kid from the, the point guard from tcc uh last year didn't play them enough now when you talk about s's and o's and you talk about the coaching staff um i i, I know those i know those guys i, I don't want to put nobody on blast but I'm, I'm gonna give my opinion um i don't know that our budget allows us to bring in high caliber assistance 
where I totally agree with you at though is I don't think they're involved enough. They're not present enough, both with Rally Nation at large as well as definitely the community. You know, you talk about Jamie and Robinson and Willie and Dez. Well, honestly, what do they have in common other than they, they're, they're really strong coaches with a high? I, I, I don't think uh, the coaches in basketball uh, don't want to compete. Uh, don't 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 want to win I, I don't think that's the case at all uh but i do think that they bring they they embrace rattler nation openly and they use it to their advantage they learn how to leverage leverage that um i i will say and I, this is nothing new we talked about I mean, I talked about, you know, when we had Coach Pillow on the show. You know, we got all these kids from Canada and so forth. That's all well and good. You say the state of Florida ain't a, ain't a basketball state. Well, I mean, you you say that, but you can't go three wins and six wins, though, two, two in consecutive seasons and say that. Uh you know, Coach McCullough has had some success. He's he's not out of conference. No, no, no. Out of other than you know, he did upset that, that Iowa State game. What I was talking about, but out of conference, it's been less successful. Uh, but there's been hurdles there, and 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 I can't overstate. Not only did he have practice when he was on APR sanctions, they had nothing to do with him or the players that were there. It cut practice time. It cut scholarships. It, we didn't even have any home out of conference games a season, so so he had some built-in things. And he, like, like I say, he was loyal. He didn't complain about it. And then when we came off of sanctions, thanks to him, frankly, uh, we were competitive in the conference, both Miag and, and and Swag. So don't kill. In this case, don't kill the mosquito with that. I think he's done. He's earned a right for another season. And I think Coach Pillow, she we gave her a three-year contract. She earned, she's earned a right for another season. Now, am I optimistic that, you know, we'll see dramatic improvement? I have to see it. I hope so. I wouldn't put my money on it at to date. But uh <laughs> But but I I, I think um, do right by them and the kids in the program. Do right by them and the kids in the program. They they get another year, and they understand fully. They got a year to produce enough. Can I can, I can I add about the assist? Can I add about the assistant coaches? I I think what I like about Coach Riz and you you brought about the fact Kofi that we didn't know who the recruiting corner was previously. Coach Riz is a go-getter. He's a hustler. He uh he 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 knows how to talk. He know he knows where and what's going on in the community of football. Uh our assistant coaches, I don't know to what level of hustle hustlers they are. But I will say this. There are staff that and and whether it be our staff, we don't have enough people or we don't have uh we like for example, I don't know if we have. I'm looking at our listing we have three assistant coaches period 
we don't have a director of basketball ops. Basketball ops might be the equivalent of your coach Riz in basketball terms. Okay, so that might be your recruiting coordinator. That's more of your in-house. There's also one of your staff that usually is your main recruiter. Okay, but usually staffs recruit all. They all have a job to recruit. That that's the thing. They all have a job to recruit. Now I will say this, as it relates to the student athletes, right? I know because I coach at a school where we have high-level Division One players. I can speak to a young man, a junior. That we are summer. I have seen at several games. I have seen schools from. Uh, I have seen mid-major and major schools at our games, wearing their gear, sitting with the family. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they come up and speak to the coach. You guys tell me, and I've had other people tell me about this. These great games and great programs around the city of Tallahassee. How many times do you see our assistant coaches? at these high school games around the community in Tallahassee. We got a kid right out of Tallahassee that's going to the University of Alabama. How many times did did and, our and assistant another one coaches, going to Missouri. Okay, another one going to Missouri. How many times did our coaches sit in the and stands both at parents, those games? Both places are rallies, by the way. One of the Okay, both see, I didn't even rallies. know about the Missouri. Let me tell you about the Alabama one. Among all the list of offers by 24-7 sports, I looked in there. Did I, I looked in there and say, did we offer? We didn't even offer the kid. So to me, as as knowledgeable and, and as guys, as our assistant coaches might be, there's a problem with the fact that, look, we ain't out there hustling. You, you brought up a good point. If we offered LeBron James Bronny, right, we should be talking about that on social media. Our, our assistants should be commenting when Bronny has a good game. Hey, great game, Bronny. You know, love to see it. You know, we should be commenting about those things. So when you say our program doesn't have this, for this new era of recruiting tool is that people use social media, I don't know if our staff is, 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 is hip like that. I mean, you know, let's be real. I mean, look, I like, I don't know TikTok. I'm, yeah. I'm Mason, but yeah. you know, I would, not, I would be, for example, if, if TikTok or Instagram reels is what the kids see and what people follow, I wouldn't be your guy. Now you want me to do stuff on Twitter? I can handle Twitter. I can put a few Instagram posts together, but we got to find a way to, uh, to, to engage better with whatever it is that it's going to take to get a higher grade of talent to want to come to FAMU. All right. So, so here's, here's the thing. Um, when you're the leader of a program, you got to be able to look at the program from all facets. You got to say, you got to look at sometimes the things that are trending. What are the successful teams doing? that I'm not doing. Let me look around even my own campus and look at what the successful teams are doing. Like Coach Gokhan doesn't have a strong social media presence, but he knows the best players in Tallahassee. He knows the best players camps. in his region. Huh? He, he run camps year round. He run camps yeah. year so round. He's All got the a handle. 
he's got a handle and a relationship with players that can play and help his team win on a local, regional, state, national, and international level. Coach Gokhan has a system that is working, and he has two titles. Coach McCollum, God bless him, because I, I really, you know, of the coaches that I had, he is, he has been hospitable. He has been cooperative in every way. But if I don't know how to do something, I have to hire or find someone that can do it. There are several artists that are out there that don't necessarily tweet, but they hire somebody to tweet for them. They hire somebody to develop momentum for them. They hire somebody that understands social media and builds the kind of momentum that you're going to need to put your program and sell your program. And we are not selling our program, which is why we have less than a thousand people at every home game. One of the reasons why. The other reason why, because our people don't like to watch our teams lose. But I hire with money. Hire with money. You find a way to make it work. Find a way. Okay. I, you got to get okay. with your people, get with your supporters, sound the alarm. Yeah. Hey, guys, I don't know how to do this, but I need. I would get with Coach Simmons. If I'm a column, I'd get with Coach Simmons be like, hey, bro, I need to step up in this area. What advice can you give me? You got a whole marketing major. Coach Simmons got a degree in marketing and stuff. So you see that aspect coming out with this program, and you see, the, uh, you see uh, Coach Devin stepping in there and selling the program we have a good tandem and there are people that wait for their videos wait for their stuff to come out i like the fact that they put them out there with the shoes and that sort of thing but there's not an ongoing social media presence to say or to sell the program so just just to again put some information out there in context um i've got email I've talked to some folks, and I'm going to say this. You will be surprised how many other coaches uh, are facing adversity and shortage of staff and support over the last year or two. Um, Because when Coach uh, McCullum got here, he had a guy. He left and went back to – he had a director of operations plus his three assistants. Uh, when he first got here, but the guy the guy went back to Oregon after a couple of years. Um, you know, volleyball has a head coach and a part-time OPS person. Softball has a head coach who was just named and and a volunteer coach who hoped to be a full-time shortly. Now they still are successful and they do a lot of things with camps and communities and and they they produce in spite of. And so, because they produce and basketball, you know, has to produce. However, we got to produce. I agree. All right. Our administration got to produce. Um, I, I get so upset. You know, I know Brian brought up about what was said about uh, at the, by the AD in terms of losing money uh, with uh, those uh, champion packages at the first three levels, the most popular levels. We got to do better. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We got to do better. Internally, we don't treat athletics the way it needs to be treated, and we don't support the coaches the way it needs to be 
but yet we want to hold them accountable and hold their feet to the fire, which I'm I'm all for. But fair is fair and right is right. And I, I would tell you, uh, it's, it's some things I'm not, I'm not trying. I don't want to put nobody out there. But we we've got to we've got to give more resources to these these all these Olympic sports. Football's winning because they got everything they want. All right, and in terms of you know, he got more staff than any staff that's ever been here, and I and, and he it is he deserves it. He earned it. Don't get me wrong. You take care of the cash cow. I have no problems with what the investments we've made, and, and we need to continue, and we still need to up it up some more to be honest. But we, we can't leave the other sports behind. We can't we can't just, we can't do it. That's my let only. Me add, issue. Let me let me add to that because one of the talking points from uh, Tiffany Dawn uh, Sykes at the 220 Club. Uh, and and I, I wrote it down specifically because I knew we would figure a way to tie it in. Um, we have the bare minimum of sports at Florida A&M University to remain a different program. 14. 14. Okay. Right. Um, and as she stated, and I'm sort of quoting, paraphrasing here, all of the sports must have the necessary support to compete, not just win, but compete at the Division One level so that <clears throat> football can compete at the D1 level. Let me, let me run that back again. We have to support, and what she was trying to say is we have 13 other sports that we have to best in that need the necessary support so that our cash cow our major sport football can maintain and and stay at division one because if we lose a program guess what also falls football football we lose a program we we no longer d1 right so we can't have that happen and so as she says she makes it a point of her job is to generate as much revenue so that she can coaches. She made a point of pointing out that that changes the softball scheduling. It, it requires more money now. That was something Coach Patterson talked about, how they went from doing the uh, doubleheaders on Saturdays. Well, now it's one game, uh, one game Friday, one game Saturday, one Sunday. That's extra expense because that's an extra day in the hotel, extra day of travel, right? There's also sports in which she pointed out, and uh, I, I'm curious, Kelvin, maybe uh, you, if you know off, their NCAA has increased the number of certain sports can have. So we're, we've talked about it. Our basketball team, we are understaffed there. We are under, women's basketball is understaffed. Baseball is understaffed. Softball is understaffed. So man, we talk about well, everybody's understaffed. Every program is yeah. understaffed, but we still want to compete. We want football, right? You all want football to be number one. Then we have to find a way to financially support. And she talked about, yes, raise change prices on the investing in champions package. And there are other things that are to increase revenue. But at the end of the day, it falls on Rattler Nation to also kick in their support by season ticket packages. You know, EA put in the comments, he said, of the three of us, who has specifically donated to basketball to make things better? Kelvin, I know you bought season tickets for basketball. You go to basketball Absolutely. games. You know, 
I yeah, know and, you do. And, and, you know, uh, uh, and then other little small uh, things when they come up and, you know, uh, you know, of I've, course, I, I have I, I've donated I, I, in the past. I mean, I, I could, the I contribute on my level. I, I, yeah, on, I, I on my level. On my right. level. You're right, right. Exactly. Right. And, and at that level, if you said, hey, if my level is $25 a month going straight to the battle athletic fund, hey, that's your level. Great. Do it that way. You know, I mean, so we're, you know, let at at the same time, it's a it's a it's it's a battle from two fronts that has to be done. We 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 want to hold our coaches accountable, but and you're and we're asking our coaches to be creative, but at the same time, we're not supplying our coaches with the minimum to compete. You Look, said do more, Kofi. That's where you said we a- needed to get to. Look, there's a lot of work that needs you can't to fire, be done. You can't fry your way out of. Uh, you can't fry your way out of to to become a uh, a true blue blood athletic program where you win in year in year out. You can have flash in the pans uh, where where you know you win for a season because you got the right mix of players and so forth, but have a sustained quality program. You can't fry your way into that. You have to invest no, your exactly. way into that. Yeah. We got to right. understand that. Next person, person, what are you offering the next person? For, for the crowd out there that says we need to move on from this coach and move on from that coach, what is the next person walking into? Really? Are they walking into an increased budget? Doubt it. Right? So, I mean, if you and if we had a booster with enough money to drop 500000 or a million dollars to get rid of the staff, okay, that same, that same donor probably would have donated some money to help improve the programs see how that works we don't have that person so i think we do we we, we do we, we got to develop it and and i and i i think um some of that is happening i know some of that i i know some things are happening in the background where you know the folks like us who are who tired and fired up and and you know got kids who who, who, who kind of grown now and we 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 at the next stage there, there, there's a group of uh, of rattlers who put their money where their mouth feels specific to athletics. That's the key. I don't think we've ever got our board and our administration to consistently commit, and our foundation, for that matter, consistently commit to athletics. Um, you know, and so you know, I've, how long I've been talking about a, a athletic capital campaign? Since Can we, we start? Can we, Since before Can we, we start? started? At least, at least once a yeah, month. Do, yeah, at least do a solid, do do a solid phase, right? You ain't even got to announce it right now, but do a solid phase, man. Put the plan together, and then in two years from now, you know you get, you know you got that big donor and stuff. Then you can say, hey, we kicking off a capital athletic campaign. We got S amount already, and um, and we've been in, in a solid mode for the last two years. You know, there's there's ways to do things. But the key is to do things. The frustration I have is that, and the coaches too, for that matter, and, and, and we had student athletes on our show too. And the student athletes have said the same thing. We have, as a university, we have to do for athletics. It, and, and yeah, it costs money. And we, we say the same tired, tired lines all the time. Well, the state of Florida don't give no money, and you know, 
We ain't got no million dollars. We, we're good at talking about what we don't have. You know what yep. we're sorry at? We're sorry at doing stuff, right? Say, this is the issue. This is the cards we dealt. Let's play them, baby. Let's do something. Hey, let, let, let's, uh, let's do this. We're over on our break. Let's take a break for a second. Yeah. Come back, talk about some big announcements that the uh, FAMU Athletics just made announced today. Uh, maybe even talk <laughs> about how that might help. Uh, also, I do want to get into some of these comments from uh, from uh, ADVP Sykes. And uh, also, we want to open it up for you guys uh, out there watching the show. Give you guys a chance to call in and share your thoughts and comments. So let's take a break, quick, short break, and come back with more of the ONG Strike Zone right after these words. At CDW, we get speed as the new currency of success. Our team spends way too much time tending to outdated applications and software when they should be focused on driving application agility and innovation. CDW Amplify Development Services modernizes software and application development to help accelerate innovation and digital transformation. So you mean building new applications, UI, and mobile interfaces? Well, you said you needed to innovate more quickly. Oh, so he's a listener. To do more at scale, trust CDW Amplify Development Services. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Caville of Dr. Caville's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and parenting education coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvay. Nope. Nope. Come on, him? Ooh. 
I like him. Quicker Picker Upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the Quicker Picker Upper. Now you can live in Texas and not have a good red meat blend. Texas Cowboy Dust is designed for steak and other red meats. It's out to be my most popular spice blend, made with onions, peppers, ground mushrooms, pink salt, and other spices. Texas Cowboy Dust also goes great with chicken, pork, vegetables, and has a restaurant quality sheen to gravies and sauces. To the ONG Strike Zone, Brian, Kelvin, and Kofi here. Uh, give a shout out to uh, remember you guys following us. Hit that thumbs up button if you're watching us on YouTube or if you're watching us on Facebook. If you would, please go ahead and hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you're following the ONG Strike Zone on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's at ONG Strike Zone. Download that Jericho Broadcast Networks app, please. My JBM, my BCSN, you can find it on the Apple App Store, Google Play as well. So, uh, one of the big announcements that uh, just dropped, uh, where is it? Hell, I just had it. It's right there on the main page of the site. Um, Which one? Ocho well, the, Cinco. The one that dropped at 6 o'clock. Here we go. Uh, there we go. Welcome to the highest of hills, Chad Ochocinco Johnson, as a athletics ambassador and consultant. Um, so Chad, you know, as I, I'm trying to pull up the the article here, we all know that uh, Chad is a is, is a he, he, you know he I don't know where did he go to college at, uh, but. Wherever he Oregon went to college, State. Uh, he went. He Oregon went. State. He went to junior college. He went to junior college then Oregon State. Okay. But he uh, had the, oh wow. Okay. But had he, an eleven. But year, he had a grade. Yeah. Wow. Uh, had an eleven-year career in the NFL with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. He's a Miami, Florida native. Uh, drafted in the second round by the Bengals in two thousand and one. Uh, since retirement. Uh, Chad has, uh, he's been very pro FAMU. Um, he, he is, I mean, uh, very pro FAMU. And, and so, uh, what I like here, uh, the quote here from, uh, A.D. Sykes, anyone familiar with Chad knows that he has always been a great ambassador for FAMU. It's time to make it official. I am happy that we could reach an agreement to formalize his role with the university. Uh, again, he's been named ambassador and consultant for Florida A&M University Athletics Department. Uh, in the role, Johnson will participate in special projects to support and advance the state of FAMU athletics as identified by the athletic director. Now, one of the things that I already noticed, right, and if you are on Instagram, right, Chad has a great social media following. I noticed on Instagram couldn't have been more than 30 minutes since the announcement was made. 
like, you know, uh, our FAMU Athletics page collaborated or did a, uh, a co-post with Chad, there was like nearly 17,000 likes already in, in, in 30 minutes. I, I don't think I've ever seen a FAMU Athletics uh, post and, and, you know, hey, Josh and his team, they do great work. But there's never been a post that I've seen hit 16, 17,000 likes in a 30-minute span. Uh, and that was the first thing that caught my attention. So it's like, wow, okay, uh, that's big. You know, what What do you think, Kelvin, what do you think this role potentially could yield for FAMU, if we, you know, or FAMU Athletics? Well, first let me say, you know, my previous rant, this is what my previous rant was about. Do something, right? <laughs> Chad has been out here for the last, I don't know how many years, talking about how he would like to be 100. And, um, and, and, you know, he's always talked about his affinity and how he used to go to the OBC and, you know, his, his family ties and, and some of the guys he played with going to fam and all that good stuff. So to make it official lets me know that at least it appears that we have someone who – has a keen eye for branding. You know, just like you talked about how many likes are. I mean, to have him there at the, uh, he's been down at the um, the OBC the last, what, three three years, two years we played. Yeah. So, um, and talk with the team and everything. So, um, it, it, it just makes a, a lot of sense. Uh, I know folks are asking why not as a coach. Why not as a coach? Because he don't want to do it no one. I mean, he's got a lot of stuff going on. He has a young child. He got a lot of kids, but he got a young child and uh and um a, a, a big family. So so uh I'm I'm pretty sure he's not he's not ready to make that kind of commitment. Um and and frankly, we don't pay enough. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, I want everybody that's out there in Rattler land watching <laughs> this here show. I want y'all to put hashtag do something. Do something. Hashtag do something. Don't just sit there like a knot on a log. Hashtag do something. You know, I mean. So, so, what, the, <laughs> so what the potential is, real, just to finish my thought, the, the potential is, you know, we have a, a – we have Ken Raleigh, a Cincinnati Bengal great, who's going into the Hall of Fame. Chad was, yes. is a Cincinnati Bengal great. Yes, I'm sure is. there'll be a way for us to leverage a relationship with the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals definitely got to give us some money now, but we need to we need to have a plan for the ask and the opportunity. The opportunity is now. The opportunity is now to do something. So hopefully we'll we'll leverage uh Ken Ken Riley going into the Hall of Fame and Chad being a a, a bingo great in order to get something from the NFL Cincinnati Bengals number one, uh number two we we're, we're a Nike company uh, that, uh attached with LBJ uh famous athletes know each other and you know we they start they start trends right you know. Chad already rocks just about every um, licensed vendor who has a uh, FAMU gear. He does it already. 
So um, I'm sure there's a, there's some opportunity potentially to to leverage that. Um, and then if you have some kind of big gala for athletic fundraising and so forth, um, and you and, and you go you could get a LBJ and Chad and then some of our own family greats, our own family greats, the Wally Williams and and uh, Killer Lawrence and Nate Newton. I mean, the potential to generate some serious revenue over the next on an annual basis is is, is exponential. It's what we want it to be almost. But what is the plan? That's the key. The execution of the plan. So and we'll, we'll, I have some suggestions, but, but we'll see. Go ahead, Cole. But w one of the things that I would say is I like the fact that uh, A.D. Sykes has been willing to communicate at least with the 220 Club. Nah, I love the 220 Club. <laughs> I really do. I love it. Three and lightning. Three and lightly. I, 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 I see. I see. I see where you're going. You might just go, go full screen on Kofi. Go full screen on Kofi. You don't want to be on your party this week. No, no full screen. <laughs> no. <laughs> Take me off the full screen. <laughs> you ain't gonna talk Take about the twenty club. Take me off. Take me off a full screen. <laughs> Thank you. All right, but Eddie Jackson is a straight comedian, and they have a system whereby people um, are actively engaged and actively communicating. I mean, Rattler Nation is a real nation. We got several states and, and provinces, and the 220 Club is a formidable province. I mean, they was up there talking about Leela Walker going to come out there and perform after the Orange and Green game. And uh, could to so that they could charge, and you know, <laughs> but <laughs> Leela Walker gonna come out there and sing, uh, and I'm telling you, I'm not going, and she ain't going nowhere if you know Leela Walker. But seriously, <laughs> seriously. That group has their level of interest and they've leveraged their platform to communicate their interests. But they're not the only state in Rattler Nation. You know, mm -hmm. there's a whole group of people that 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 ain't worried about parking passes. You know, they ain't worried about where they parking and, and where to tailgate and how long they've been there. They ain't worried about that. They want to see what we can do to propel the program forward, you know. And the 220 Club has a good understanding. They're going to have their voice. Their voice is not going anywhere. When it comes to influence and people calling, Coach Simmons is going to answer that call because the 220 Club has been there to supply stuff for the program on a consistent yes. basis. Yes. Say it. Say yes. it. They for real. For on real. a consistent basis. You know, I know the yep. boosters and all that other stuff, but, you know, 220 Club has made their mark. My point is, if we are going to elevate and propel the program forward, 
there needs to be more communication and more engagement and most of all more commitment from us on a consistent basis and you know we've talked about it we've looked at it everything begins with conversation because conversations bring clarity if you don't have the right conversation you won't have the clarity you need you know now the 220 club didn't ask no questions about basketball they didn't ask any questions all of the questions sure that did. they asked were concerning their interest where am i gonna park I, this is what i had to deal with for x amount and they wanted to thank uh tiffany sykes for being there and being straightforward and being transparent and having the right spirit to deal with them tiffany has demonstrated ad sykes has demonstrated a willingness to engage and communicate with at least that entity but she communicates with that entity because they give that's true yep so if you want to get in the door with ad sykes you're gonna to have to have a check i'm just telling you now that's, hey that's um she did mention and we can kind of uh hit some of these talking points from that meeting because she she touched on a ton of different things that i was taking notes on but she mentioned and and i jokingly posted on twitter after uh the uh, Ocho Cinco news came out. I asked, I said, is this the uh, external relations person that she had spoken about at the 220 club in jet? I mean, purely in jest. And, and she quickly answered back on Twitter, which is great. So I know, you know, she's engaging. Listen, and, you she, know, I know she's Tiffany Sykes, AD Sykes is quite engaged with what's going on on Twitter. I can yes. confirm. I was on the floor of the Florida Classic and I met her for the first time. And uh, I introduced myself and was very cordial. She said, yeah, I know who you are. I follow you on Twitter. And it was like, okay. oh, okay. <laughs> well, thank you. But, you know, I know how I put my support behind uh, my man Angelos at the time. So I figured that that was huge. <laughs> she was referred to but she's the ad now so she gets my full respect i buy down to ad sites a to the man on that uh but since no she knows hey, uh, when the ong strike zone posted that darn schedule ahead of the athletic department ad sites took note of who she was like who in the world is the OG strike zone and why are they posting the darn schedule before the athletic department? Listen, she is engaged. She might be watching on tonight. If AD Sykes is watching on tonight, hey, hey, AD Sykes, we love you and we'd love to have you on the show. Uh, yes. Um, yes, as I did respond. She went back and forth with Bobby Swoop the other day on Twitter. Oh, I missed so, that. I missed that. Oh, I'm trying to tell you, she is engaged. I wouldn't yes, have done it good. if I was AD, but she did it. So good for her. tackling good Bobby for her. Swoop, she got a little, you know, 
Good, you can take the child out the ghetto, but you can't take. Well, sorry. All right, next. Uh, so yeah, we uh, so one of the things that she mentioned <laughs> was that uh, she there is a plan and someone in place being hired. Uh, someone to external relations to speak, someone who has a good, strong background with corporations, someone to speak to corporations, help sell spaces. Because we have talked about, I know I have talked about this. When I see these big checks get cut, for example, who was it? BP had a big million, $1.5 million check. I, I was like, you know what? Can someone upsell athletics? Do we have anybody around who can upsell athletics. Hey, BP, while you have donated $1.5 million to bring more students to your corporation, hey, let me let me introduce you to this person here from athletics and can show, maybe help, and you can have a, a, a stadium, a stadium named after you, a baseball, the BP baseball ballpark over here. You know, I don't know anything. I'm just, I'm just talking, but... When you get those opportunities to have corporations come in and want to be a part of the FAMU brand, we have to be able to upsell to our other entities. Just like when you go to the grocery store, they upsell you with all the stuff at the checkout line, right? And essentially, that's what we need. We need. And so hopefully this external relations person can not only be there to, to be that upsell arm, but also be the one that go out and get these corporations these corporations that can bring in some some dollars to the FAMU Athletic because it can't be us alone. Athletic be us alone. That that too. That too. Uh, I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, okay, let, let's hit a couple of points here and then I'm gonna I wanna try to open up the phone line. So one of the one of the talking points from out of the uh, the meeting from uh, AD Sykes had to do with the well first off she mentioned initially about the cooling uh cooling station that was uh brought in i believe last year and um i had a question did that and, and do you either of you know did that cooling system at the end of the football season did that system go away was it still it's a lease it's a lease okay okay but it's about a month which, which I, I do think, um, I, you know, I understand, you know, we had affinity group that paid the cost, but those are the kind of investments I don't think we organized with folks to do it the right way because instead of leasing, not leasing to own, by the way, either. Leasing, once you spent them $60,000 for the season, now you got to spend it again for this season. So right. what would have been smart? Right was to have uh, the purchase, right? Yes. Even if you have to take out a loan, you purchase that and um, you own it. So it's just okay. things like that. Same same thing like with the, the PA system. I know we're going to have a new PA system, school board and all that stuff coming up, right? But we, we've been leasing a PA system for like, what, 12, 15 years now? A PA system. And, and, and we leased and we leased a scoreboard last year. I mean, we spent hundreds of thousands of dollars, even on the scoreboard for like five games last year. I'm just saying we have to be smarter in how we approach and plan. We have to plan and and, and work work with folks in order to so that our money 
we'll, we'll, we'll go further. That which is why I always talk about in, in capital campaigns, for instance, right? Endowed scholarship, athletic scholarships. That way, you once you, I know it takes a longer time to get the endowment enough up enough for it to cover the cost of the scholarship. I understand that, but you have to. It's a better investment in the long run to let people do that and build up those endowments than it is to give $1,000 here and then got to do it again two months from now. Then got to do it again next year, two and three times. You know, once that money is spent, it's gone. Whereas when you have the investment mentality, the investment model, then that money never goes away. That money helps to make money. And, and that's what I'm hoping that, uh, uh, A.D. Sykes will get, get us to. Uh, let's talk P3 for a second and how that would enhance where we are right now. Let, let me, uh, before we, before you jump into that, I just wanted to, I saw a couple of comments here. Uh, one from Vaughn, uh, who chimed in about the the uh, cooling system, the fact that it, it yeah, it was a rental. You, you pointed that out. Uh, you talked about owning it, apparently. So as a rental, is something that a lot of schools do. Um, and, you know, I guess, you know, given the fact in the time of the year, does it, you know, he says that, uh, it makes more sense to possibly do the rental route uh, or the leasing then uh because of the maintenance you know i don't know i mean it, it you know let me let, let me a, let me just be real let me be real clear that cooling system runs the one that we have if 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 my information is correct runs about 150 grand if that if you rent it for 60, 60 grand for two years, you bought was the it system. 60? Was it 60? Somebody in the chat room 15, said 15. 15 a month. Oh, okay. 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 Thank you for that. That's my understanding. 15 a month. Okay. 15 a month times four months. Uh, that's 60. 60,000. Okay. That's you my know. understanding now. All right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. It does kind of pay for itself after a couple, uh, a, a, a little bit. Um, what, what did we, I mean, I know we hadn't discussed, I mean, P3 wasn't necessarily part of the talking points. Uh, you've talked about P3. Uh, so, I mean, let's, let's kind of, if you want to go that route quickly, maybe let's, uh, whatever your thoughts are on P3 and then, you know, maybe hit some more of these other talking points. And then I, I definitely want to get these phone lines open. So let's, uh, let's kind of transition to uh, what, what was your, where did you want to go with the P3 conversation there, Kofi? Well, obviously we need it. So Kelvin is the master on this. Uh, I would like him to explain to the the, the constituencies the constituents that are on the line right now as to how close we are and why it really is the answer for why or where we need to go and how we going to get there. Okay. 
Uh, I just want to bring up Vaughn said it's 15K, but it ain't a year because we only have it for like four or five months. So uh, it's, 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 it's 15K for, I think they drop it off in, in August, right, right before the camp starts, and they pick it up at the end of the season, at the end of November, I think. So, so 15K right. and, and for November. four months. For the season, for and no no sale option yeah. is available. So someone else chimed in. One company makes it. There's no sale option available. So, all right, thank oh, you guys. Wow. Uh, in, in, I, in I I I know I know that there's a Power Five school that has one. That's not true. <laughs> you can buy. It, trust <laughs> me, everything got a price. <laughs> or you can make one. So, I bet it's LSU. So, I bet it's yeah. LSU because the man it, it, the man's it, an LSU it, guy. It's definitely it's, it's definitely an SEC school, but it's a couple of them actually. Uh, oh, okay. All right, all right. But um, but but it, it's a good investment. It's just you know, we have to. We ain't LSU. We ain't Power Five, so we have to be. We have to plan out our, how we use the limited resources we have to maximize it, right? But in terms of P three, um, I mean, I've talked about it a lot, man. I'm biased because you know I was around when all this stuff's been developed and so forth, and um. And then the only thing I, I, I'll say is that, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a state of Florida uh, board of governors um, policy on how to do P3s. Almost any dorm that's being built on a state university campus is a P3. Some parking garages and um, other auxiliaries are P3s. This, because the state, we're always so well versed on the state, don't directly fund athletics. Uh, having a P3 af, uh, athletic um, procurement would allow us to get the resources we talking about we need up front without having to come up with the, the money up front and we can make immediate improvements with some of our some of our current facilities, while any new facilities come on board. We're talking about um, we, we, we talk about the stadium and uh, the restrooms, and and, and uh, I think that was one of the things that were bought up. And I, I I just happen to know they're looking for funding. I don't think uh, we're going to get any enhancements. And and AD said as much. Right now. Don't, those enhancements to the restroom don't look like they funded. And if you don't get started in the next couple of months and you don't have a funding place, it's not going to happen this season. Where, you know, if you had a P3 procurement process in place and folks had signed contracts, um, those kind of deferred maintenance type deals could be uh, funded through the P3. And they would do those things up front while they're building and doing the other things you usually part of a P3 for athletics. And to me, fam, you specifically should be interested in it because they can see what uh, the FSU boosters have done just with Game <coughs> Street and College Town. F, F, the, all those hotels, restaurants, parking and all that, and all those student apartments, they're competing directly FSU boosters with FSU housing. Because, uh, you know, the boosters own most of that, uh, uh, own the leases to, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, <coughs> folks who lease in those areas. So, 
and it generates money year-round. The key, the why I always talk about P3s because um, we, you know, people tend to think of uh, stadiums, uh, the stadium model where you play four, five games at home, and that's the investment. Whereas uh, what what you build now is multi-purpose event centers, right? So it it, it won't, it's not just a stadium anymore, right? People have uh, uh, banquets and stuff. They yeah, they have banquets. They 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 have weddings, right? Is is it for winning? You can have day parties. You can have day parties. It's, it's so much concerts. Um, so having the right kind of facilities, even on high school uh, football tournament. Um, when once we got a turf field, I would tell you the Florida High School Athletic Association, uh, Athletic Association came to fam you first, and um, asked us about hosting the the three A, two A, and one A and the smaller the rural school uh championships here it, it's hosted in tallahassee now it's, it's hosted at cost stadium uh who has a similar turf that we have but they came to famu first we we, we we didn't we don't have a pig system in-house and some of the media stuff right that's when we had the old press box uh so so there was some some minimum things that would have been required so we miss out on revenue opportunities like that so the importance of a P3 is that we can get up to speed a lot faster and we can stop using that same line where the state ain't going to give us no money. The private sector will. They got the money. They already, when we put the procurement out last time, company, companies did respond. And they and they brought financing to the table. We just never finished <clears throat> the process. So hopefully, we'll, since, since we didn't do it for the university a while or we didn't do we, we didn't do the phase three. We, did, we didn't even do it for housing because we ended up going HBC loan program. So so for for me, having um the uh the the the, the we already have a a, a a a a roadmap, right? We have a construction program already produced. And so um I don't think it would be that long if we decide to commit to it, but what's with what is going on in in the state of Florida and politics right now, uh, and just the, the 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 quietness of our president and board when it came specifically to athletics and and Brian, he was at the two twenty club last Wednesday too. You didn't mention the stuff he talked about, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we 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 P three could really help us out and help our our program, our athletic programs and coaches out and. And hopefully somebody, somebody can um, say the right thing or the right people to make this happen. Think about this, and I asked you this question when we talked offline the other day, Kelvin. And I, I this is a, if somebody came to us, FAMU, uh, a multimillionaire, hell, even a billionaire, came to FAMU and wanted to give a chunk of money for something right now. $10 million, FAMU. I'm offering you $10 million. Are we ready to receive that $10 million and do something with it? And if so, who would be that person <coughs> to do something with it? Because there have been things that have been dropped when money has come to FAMU with the opportunity and we weren't ready for it. Is that one of the things that when we 
when we look at what A.D. Sykes has before her, should that be one of the one of the tasks and challenges to say, A.D. Sykes, you have to have a plan in place so that with now you brought on Chad Ochocinco, you know that he's going to be, you're bringing on an external relations person. Eventually, LeBron is coming to Tallahassee. Who knows? It's coming. You know, are you prepared? Is FAMU prepared to receive the donation from whether it be this corporate entity or individual entity, this billionaire? Are we ready to receive that money and do something with it in a timely manner? Do something. And and, and, and the answer is, I don't know. <laughs> and, and, and it requires... And it requires not just AD Sykes. I think the key thing to what you pointed out in that discussion we had is that it, it requires the foundation, the president, and the board of trustees to be all on the same page with that vision. And not necessarily drive the vision, because they don't have vision, right? Outside of VB Sykes and maybe Dr. Friday, but I don't know. Uh, you know, they the, the president been around a long time. And a lot of the board has been around a long time. And, and when it comes to athletics, I have not seen a vision. Nope. So, nope. so I would like to see that vision put together, and I would like for it to be communicated so that when when the opportunity comes, not if the opportunity is now, the opportunity is here. I'm telling you. So when that opportunity comes again, like the Ted Turner baseball stadium opportunity came, we don't have the shenanigans and foolishness. We can say, yes, Mr. Billionaire, whatever you want to build, we're going to take your money and we're going to build it, period, right now, as soon as, as soon as you get it to it. Here's our plan. So we have to invest in those construction programs and have them already on the shelf ready. Now. Okay, I'm done. Kofi. Kofi. All right, I'm changing topics just a little bit there. Well well before just you change bit. topics, let's let's take a let's take a break and then we'll let you change topics. And uh let's let's do that. So let's take a short break, come back uh, as we change topics for a moment. Uh you're watching the ONG Strike Zone, hang around, we'll be back in two. Dishes that create a symphony for the time.
Now you can live in Texas and not have a good red meat blend. Texas Cowboy Dust is designed for steak and other red meats. It's out to be my most popular spice blend, made with onions, peppers, ground mushrooms, pink salt, and other spices. Texas Cowboy Dust also goes great with chicken, pork, vegetables, and has a restaurant quality sheen to gravies and sauces. It's like a loot machine. Going around town, trying to get down. Vanilla smoked sea salt seasoning is for seafood. The tarragon and fennel bring out the natural sweetness in seafood. I also use it in rice dishes, on yams, asparagus, blueberry pancakes, and believe it or not, chocolate chip cookies. Vanilla smoked sea salt adds a salty and savory component to sweet dishes that create a symphony for the tongue. Welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Brian, Kelvin, and Kofi. Want to remind you guys, all of our shows are a part of the BCSN Pod Zone. That's where you can find all of the shows that are part of the Black College Sports Network uh, on uh, every podcast stream that you download and listen to. That's Amazon Music, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, so on and so forth. Just search BCSN Pod zone, P O D Z O N E. Uh, all right, Kof, um, what were you, where were you going to transition to? Because, uh, you know, I know we were just talking offline, but what, what did you want to, where did you want to go? Well, it's kind of going to segue into next week anyway, but, you know, we have the, the 2023 football schedule. We got the 2024 football schedule. And, we see the addition of South Carolina State. Um, I guess my question is, is the OBC in the right hands? And, you know, quite frankly, I believe that it is because we hadn't done anything with the game. But was it a wise idea by our leadership to let that go to somebody else? Well, that that, well, that, that oven is in, in is in the. I mean, it's done. I mean, yeah, the OBC is a private. Yeah, what what you, what do you mean wise? Um, uh, we I don't. I think mean, anybody just paid it attention. Was, it was a fam you. It was a fam you. Nobody paid attention. I, we, we just we didn't we didn't we didn't re up it, right? It, it had been yeah. sitting for a while, and and somebody was smiling. And somebody bought it. Somebody so, bought it. So, uh, so, but but I know there's some things going on with that particular event, in which um, I think that there are entities on both sides. My understanding, Jackson State already re-upped. I understand that uh, they want us to re-up, and the payout mm-hmm. was supposed to. And I'm gonna just put it out there. I, I heard the payout post double. Uh, should had had we had we re-upped. And, and there's a lot of people working to try to create a situation where the university athletics department is making a million dollars a year 
off the off guarantees without having to do the beatdown games and so forth. So I know there's a lot of people working um, and talking. And so I hope that everybody get their egos out the way because it benefits the entire athletic department and that they'll work this thing out. I mean, there's plenty of ways to change schedules, to, 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 to get out of games. I know sometimes there's a fee, um, so, uh, you know, you can, um, but you know, whatever negotiations need that need to happen in order for every, for it to be beneficial for um, the program, if, if, if that's the beneficial for the program, then if that's the decision they come to, then, um, you know, now's the time. We got plenty of time to, 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 to make it a signature event or not. Let's put it that way. And I'll leave it there for now. When I look at the pros and cons of what, uh, as, like I said, we are playing in the OBC this year. Uh, and then that, that we, we passed on re-upping. Um, now, 2024 is a loaded year. 12 games that year. We go to 12 games. Now, we already had on the books two uh, FBS games, one of those already being against the University of Miami. Okay? Uh, we also had on the books the MEAC SWAC Challenge uh, on, on week zero, the weekend before Labor Day. So the pros and cons of taking on another home game and saying to yourself, uh, is our step we we passed up on the OBC to do work by having our because it's work. I mean, Kelvin, you said that before. When you when you host a home game, it's work for everybody, for all the staff. AD Sykes and all yeah. the staff is working. Oh, hands on deck. Yeah. yeah, you're not working if you go to the OBC. I mean, you know, some of the staff is working. Josh Padilla and his staff they're gonna work hard because that, they got to promote and and do all this stuff. But other people may not be working as much. Because the OBC is running that event. All y'all got to do is show up and be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. And foundation people got to raise money and do what you're supposed to do, right? So we passed up on, I don't know what the plus minus on the money is, but I know we, we're, we're having a home game to work. That's, what, that's what's going to happen, right? Now, the con of that is saying, is your fan base going to hit fatigue with traveling to Atlanta, traveling to Miami again, you know, um, and potentially your football team having fatigue by opening up its conference schedule again with Jackson State, a team, by the way, that to date we are 0-3 against in the Simmons era, uh, you know, just reality, facts. Uh, so that there's, there's cons to that. So what do you – what do you weigh? You know, um, and that's a that's a loaded question because one of the things that AD Sykes said is she's one game away from finishing 2025. So while the 2024 schedule appears to be set, she's one game away from finishing 2025. And we're playing South Carolina State now. What what's the likelihood, Kelvin? Can you renegotiate? If we want to be real. Okay, we've got South Carolina State Memorial uh, well, Labor Day, but if the Miami thing was a factor, could the Miami game have been moved? Could you have 
potentially, how much would it have cost us to get out of the Miami game? Just if you could guesstimate, what do you think? I don't know. Because we're an FCS playing the FBS school, um, typically in the past, um, not that we asked to do so because we didn't have other options. That that was our biggest guarantee at the time. So we wouldn't have. But, but I do remember one situation a while back ago where, you know, you go to the FBS school as an FCS school say, hey, we, we don't want to play this game. Can y'all, you know, work with us? And if they can find another opponent, which most of the time, you know, they paying, so they can find an opponent. Uh, most of the time they didn't have an issue with doing that. Um, so that that's one approach. Um, it, I, I imagine that you want the home games, right? You got to have a full five game, home game slate for your um, fan base and the team and the coaches. You know, Coach Simmons have said, we're undefeated at home. And, and it's important to play in front of that crowd. It, it, you, we listen to Xavier, uh, Xavier Smith and Isaiah Land. And the players, they, they they love playing in front of our crowd and our students section and stuff. So, you know, so so I get that. And that they're, they're right with that. You, you got to you got to balance that. Um, unfortunately, those two FBS games we got in 24 was all I mean, well, three of the games were already um, spoken for. We had no choice. Right. Because that was done by the previous AD. So we already had the me at sweat challenge where we played Norfolk. Um, I think which is week zero, and we already had uh, uh, what was it, Troy, Troy and um, yeah. and Miami. Miami. They, those those yep. those 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 contracts were already signed. So yep. ideally, you you got one, you know, in order to try to work that out, if you want to be a part of OBC, you got to try to get out of one of those. You got to either get get out of one of those. You can't get out of me at Sweat Challenge, but but you try to get out of one of the FBS games um and see if you can push uh south carolina state to a different date it's not difficult it's not impossible but it takes a lot of communication and and and, and discussion and you need to do it now because you got over a year to, to make this happen right and and just so we're clear again ja- jackson state had already signed to be a part of the obc in 24 and 25 just to put that and make it known. So that's if we if we signed, that's who we would have been playing. Not not TSU, not Southern, not anybody else. We've been playing Jackson State. And, you know, I, I think you, you can see the marketing. Take pay attention to the marketing. What's the marketing already? I mean, I'm social media has they must have the the mark the, the marketing budget must have kicked in in March for the OBC because they're everywhere. Uh, the rival, what, what is it called? The, uh, the the family affair, the family reunion. The family reunion is... Uh, they called Jackson it the State. remix. No, that was last year. That was last year. We don't want to do nothing about no remixing. We, we got we to gotta break Damn that so. right no more no, Nothing to do with last year. Nothing, <laughs> nothing to do with last year. <laughs> no more remixing. We need a brand new drink brought out. Brand new, brand new cup. Brand new drink, brand new ice, everything. Uh, we get rid of that all. New hotel stay, everything. Relaunch. Um, the relaunch. The relaunch. <laughs> the relaunch. <laughs> Whatever the redo, you want to call it. The reset. Uh, 
yeah, the reunion, the reunion is what it's is what it's called. So, uh, yes, yeah, so uh, it'll be interesting. You know, Rattler Nation. You know, you you go down. You know, be ready to go down to South Florida uh, this upcoming uh, weekend. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, did we lose out? Yeah, we. Who knows? I mean, someone do the math. We, we, maybe we'll take yeah, some time over the course of the week and do. Yeah, dollars on the table, you know, but we're trying to we're trying to make some money. All right, let's uh let's open some lines up. Let's hear from Rattler Nation here in the last 20 minutes of the show while we can. Uh pay attention to the phone line. Somebody, Kofi, you're on, you're on uh you can type this into the chat feed. Uh of course, when you call in the show, get your name, where you're from, be quick with your comments, and uh we want to hear from you. Uh open topics, whatever you want to talk about. Six seven eight. Three eight three seven six two three. Again, the number is six seven eight three eight three seven six two three. I know Kofi's putting it in there in the chat. You guys, let us know. Uh, open, open floor, open floor. We can talk about anything. Basketball. You got any comments? If you heard the two twenty club with Coach uh, with eighty Sykes, uh, any comments or thoughts there? Uh, obviously, the twenty. 24 schedules are on the line. Um, hey, again. hey, hey, while we wait, while we waiting on on calls, shout out to softball, baseball, and bowling. Those teams had really good weekends. The bowling team went nine and three, I think, and won the tournament there was in this weekend. Um, the uh, baseball team went two and one over the weekend. And I'm really pissed about that one though, because we jumped out oh. like eleven to zero. That football score, and, that uh, football and, score, and that get, was out there, and gave up twenty, three. and gave up twenty. I, I mean, that that's that, that's ridiculous. But but anyway, um, but they, they they did what you expect them to do over the weekend, and then the softball continued to impress. They continued to uh, to to win. They and then you know so. So those three coaches, those three sports, um, they're looking like contenders for for swag for such for swag, for a swag title. And we, you know, Rally Nation, we longing for some swag titles, man. We ain't got enough of them. Yeah, so, that's true. so hopefully, that's you true. know, let's let's make sure. I think um, what baseball is in town. They're they're they're, they're so in, those of us in the Tallahassee area, uh, we need to come. Um, I think they play Florida Gulf Coast, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So this weekend we have a uh, a weekend baseball series against Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, softball is in town hosting Jackson State. Uh, that's the beginning of conference play, beginning for softball. And remember the change with softball, they're running very similar to baseball, where it's only one game, you know, one game Friday, one game Saturday, one game Sunday. So no longer are you going to have the double headers on uh, Saturday. Uh, also, women's tennis on uh, the 10th is taking on Alabama A&M. Uh, so let's see. That's uh, I'm trying to see if there's anybody else running this weekend. Women's tennis. So you got, uh, let's see, women's tennis. Uh, let's see, their weekend series is their, uh, it's probably a cluster again where they have Alabama A&M on Jackson 10th, State. Uh, and then Jackson State on the 11th um, and then and Prairie, Prairie View. View on the 12th. 
on the right. 12th. So that's the weekend series for tennis. So hopefully the ladies can continue their strong run over. Well, they're the going to see where they at next week. Why? Who? 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 Uh, this you, weekend, who Jackson you? State won the conference this weekend. Year, so, yeah, this weekend. Yeah, this okay. weekend. So Jackson, okay, so Jackson State is who uh, who the ladies tennis team has to look at. Um, while do we, we have a call, spring? We have a spring what? <laughs> spring uh, spring Carnival. sports festival. No, and you know that brings up something that uh, Ad Sykes talked about at that meeting. Um, the fact that you know, because I think somebody asked about charging for the spring game, and so the point of clarification came out <clears throat> that technically you cannot charge for a spring football game. But I was talking about the spring sports carnival, the family spring sports carnival that we normally host. It's a track event. Well, yeah, and where I was going with this is saying that she actually was mentioning of trying to create and find something that would allow for the for people to buy a quote-unquote ticket to something that would encompass maybe the spring game as well as what you're referring to as the spring carnival, where it might also buy you a ticket to the baseball game, softball game, or something of that nature. So. Uh, most schools have a concert of some sort after their spring game, which thus allows them to charge uh, whatever, you know, Florida state, for example, Kelvin, you, you work there. They have a, a concert after their spring game. So then they're able to charge people, I don't know, 10, $15. So you go to the spring game and then you stick around for the concert. And if that's, if you want to, you may not even want like the artist, you may be like, nah, I don't want to see the artist, but I, I wanted to see the game, so you stay for the game and then you leave. But there's a free concert afterwards. Well, uh, I should say it's included as part of your ticket. Um, so that's uh, that's that's uh, that's part of it uh, right there. So um, yeah. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that will be something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, that'll be something that can actually happen as part of the spring game. Again, the spring game is April the 15th. Um, there'll be some, you know, they practice three times this week. They take probably spring break next week off and then they resume the, the three games, uh, in, in a week, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and then I think a couple Saturdays are included in there. Um, so by, by all intents, um, by all accounts, day one went well. Day two is tomorrow. Uh, we know Jeremy Musa is going in as QB one. Um, what, uh, what, what are maybe some interesting talking points or, or what are some battles or challenges you're hoping to see come out of spring Kofi, since we didn't get a chance to hear your take, uh, with, uh, with our previous show, what are, what are some things that you're hoping to see out of spring practice? Well, I want to see Moose's growth and develop continued growth and development within the offense. Uh, I want to see, um, the approach to the running game. I want to see some of that shift. You know, there's enough out there. We got enough athletes. Um, 
to where multiple formations uh, should bring. I think one of the things for me uh, going into the 2023 schedule is the fact that in our games against Jackson State, we haven't scored a touchdown in two years. So there's, I mean, what was it? Seven to six, that was two field goals and a field goal last year. No touchdown. So they have um, figured out something in regards to our offense that they're very comfortable with their personnel and, and manning up and facing. So I want to see what kind of adjustments, not that you would show all of that in the spring, but I want to see – I want to see something different because <laughs> you can't keep doing what you've been doing. They know. Run the ball. Doing. Run the ball. But, but run the, should that be the shirt? Should that be the new shirt for the, we might get, we might get in so much trouble if we, if we get the run the ball hats and shirts going. Run the ball, coach. coach, coach may, run the ball. Coach, coach may, coach may never come on the show. Um, what I will say though is spring spring practice though, Kofi, is like the worst place to see something new. Because nobody wants to show anything new in spring practice, right? Everybody wants to I in. get it, but I want to see something. You got to show well, me we something. returning. Well, well, and you you're right, Brian, but the COVID's point, and I think with this and we'll see, you know, the thing is we're returning so many players. Yeah. So it's not like they learning technique and, and, and stuff. You know, these guys have been around two, three years, most of them. You know, and, and the guys who transferred in, the, the, the 13 new guys who transferred in who are on campus right now, uh, they they coming with uh, from programs that, that taught them technique, right, and they played. So, so this is a time where you may do a little more advanced things than you typically would do. Uh, that remains to be seen because we, we do have to figure out one thing I think we have to do is figure out our offensive line depth chart and 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 what kind of run team we're going to be, right? And what backs get in certain situations. I think we need to know that. And our defense is stout enough and good enough where we can find that out in the spring. So I'm hoping we do do that. Yeah, I've already tried to, and I'm still reaching out to whomever within the coaching staff to try to get – a roster until we see it updated on our athletics website. Um, but we've, we've heard that we have over a hundred guys right now, which is 110. 110. Yeah. So, I mean, that, I mean, the last time I heard of a program having a hundred something guys was back in the day, the old Nebraska programs in the nineties, you know, I'm dating myself here. I don't know if everybody keeps a hundred, but I just always remember People talk about Nebraska football having a hundred something guys, and we talk about depth chart, and you know we essentially should have and hope to have a solid first and second line, and even some quality guys on the third line that should be challenging those on the second line. You know that's ideally where we want to go. I mean that was one of the things we looked at when we did the show the other day. I mean, our, our defensive line and secondary, we're talking 20-something guys plus 20 guys in each unit. I mean, you know what I'm saying? 
Um, you know, so it's a lot of things. offensive linemen. I, I was going to say, you pointed out, 17 offensive linemen. So we really, if, if when they do that draft, that 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 uh, that spring draft that Coach Simmons has already said they're going to do again, the draft of orange and green, I mean, you're going to legitimately have a first and a second team because we are that deep and there's going to be that many guys. Um, you, you know, I, and I don't know how, you know, hopefully we, you know, that those numbers stay there. Obviously, when you travel on the road, what's the number when you travel on the road? Kelvin knows. What? Uh, the, as, as far as a team, assisted, yeah, assisted the, three, assisted five. 60, when, you visit, when you travel. Yeah. Okay, so 65 guys. I mean, so, I mean, that's a solid first and second line um on your depth chart when you travel on the road and and so um what were you going to ask Kofi I know you had your hand up what what did you want to no just really with the spring high school has a spring football jamboree they have a whole spring football jamboree baseball plays exhibition games you know um basketball plays exhibition games What's the deal with college football playing exhibition games or a jamboree type format? Yeah, yeah, I don't. I think that's something that um, I know they opening it up for co- the, the COVID year, but I, I think that's something that uh, coaches are are for, and and it could be revenue generating. It just got to be, just got to be cleared and pushed through the NCAA. Would you? What do you think? A coach would. Now, I mean, we're speculating here, but let's just put our put our hats on. If we were a coach, if we were Willie Simmons, would you rather have the spring competition game, or maybe have a preseason fall game? A spring what? competition. Spring competition. Well, like yeah. a, 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 I'm saying, a fall a fall preseason game that wouldn't count on your no. schedule. No. Very, like no. like spring. what other sports have. No, spring so time to be able to play us. So you think you'd rather have a spring competition against another school? Well, football Absolutely. is too physical. Yeah, football is too physical of a sport. And we're in terms of a 12, 11, 12 game season. And if you go to the playoffs, 14, potentially 15 uh, uh, game season is, is, is enough to, to ask those kids to put their body on the lines. Uh, so, so definitely not a fall preseason game. I mean, even the NFL get got away from that. They they, they reduced it. So, so but they're no. still playing. They're still playing seventeen doggone games. Money, baby, money, Plus. money. Right, right. If you we'll had look at this. If you had a spring four season or or, or a spring jamboree with FAMU, Tuskegee. Mercer and Valdosta State. Everybody play everybody a quarter. Call it a day. You have fans from all four schools. You may have a band. You can make an event and make some money. Well, you uh we might need to might need to hire you as part of that uh 
that that team AD Sykes is out there uh, bringing in. You know, Kofi, you We're got some great put ideas. A word in. Put a word in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we uh, we put a put a word in. Um, <clears throat> any other uh, any other talking points that uh, Kelvin? Did you ever did you investigate the restroom situation? At the stadium, Kelvin, did you get a chance no, to, to, to no? Look into I, that? I didn't get a chance to get by there, but but that, that so, was a point that was brought up that that uh, that uh, even surprised me. Yeah, uh, so, I definitely want to validate what, that. What we're what we're talking about is one of the comments uh, from the uh, AD Sykes uh, meeting with the two twenty club is she talked about touring the stadium and making note of the fact that the restrooms on the east side, which I believe is where the, the, the hundred and the students sit, correct? The Still east side, side of the stadium. Yeah, yeah the, that the bathroom situation are there are three men's bathrooms and one women's bathroom on that side. And then on the west side, which is where the press box media box is, uh, that is the, there's a two and two, two men, two women. Um, Oh, freeze, we actually freeze. got a call. Yeah, we actually got a call here before the show closes out. Did we just out. freeze? Did we all just freeze? No, no, we got a call. So let's, did Brian uh, let's, cut us off? I mean, did Roy cut us off? No, I it... no, he didn't cut us off. I didn't think he did. He's, we're still there. Uh, I think we got a call. Caller, what's uh, what's your name? Where are you from? No, so I guess we don't have a call. Well, we can go in and dismiss. Let well, Roy yeah, I mean that's go at, home at early. <laughs> yeah, at, at this point in the at this point in the show, I'm just kind of checking in here. Um, Did Kelvin yeah, get sniped? So, Is he sniped? He looks sniped. Uh, he got, yeah, he got sniped. Like you got sniped, and then Kelvin got sniped. Oh, he back now. So, yeah, right. Kelvin boy, you uh, look like somebody any... from the Matrix. Hold on, do we have a caller on the line? Do we have a caller on the line? No. No. All so right. we can go on and dismiss. I love all y'all, man. Out there, yeah. Ratman Land. Let's go. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's uh, get ready to wrap it up for tonight. So, uh, final final thoughts, final words, um, Kofi. Uh, I'll start with you. No, we just need to stay engaged, stay hungry, stay focused, and uh, looking forward to the fall and the spring game. Let's pack the spring game out and, and, and you know, let's get 10,000. Let's sell 10,000 season tickets and make it happen. Great point. Uh, Kelvin, thoughts, comments, final words? Uh, I, I am looking forward to the last three shows, the next three shows uh, in honor of Women's Week. I think we've got some phenomenal women. We're setting up to be a part of the show uh, in athletics. And, um, and, um, and hopefully we'll top it off with the, the head honcho herself uh, sometime this month. But um, um, we, we, we'll have some more detailed discussion on some of the things we, we talked about tonight um, because uh, there's a lot there's a lot going on that we that we didn't even get to. So just just stay stay with us. Yeah. Um, so that that open invitation, A.D. Sykes, is there. Again, uh, you, you tell us March 29th is open. Um, you know, next next Wednesday 
is open. Hey, look, we'll even make a special appointment and do a special show with you and then air it on a separate date. So um, we want to talk to you. You know, we, we know you're listening. We know you're watching. Um, it's time to come on in and be a part of the ONG. And, uh, you know, we'll give you, we promise we won't ask you any questions about uh, parking. Now, now, Kelvin may ask double questions. So, you know, but I know you got those at the 220 Club. So, I mean, you, you'd be okay. You'd be okay. Um, but... <laughs> But they uh, coming for oh, you, Brian. They coming to get you. I know, I know. I better stop. <laughs> I better stop. Hey, uh, but uh, thank you, Rattler Nation, for watching on Facebook and on um, Twitter and on YouTube. And uh, we we really want to see the improvement and growth. So whatever you can do to be a part of it, it's donating. Do that. Yeah. Buying season tickets, do that. Uh, you can always donate to our show, and uh, hopefully we will uh, continue to use that to uh, to put out some great content. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ONG Strike Zone. Download the Jericho Broadcast Network's app on the Google Play and Apple App Store. Just search my JBN or my BCSN is where you can find it. And then, of course, our show is a part of the Black College Sports Network podcast network. Go Download BCSN Pod Zone everywhere you listen and watch or download and rate, review the podcast stream if you would. Uh, that's going to do it for tonight's show. Uh, for producer director Roy Evans, uh, Marcus Green, who's not with us but always working in the backgrounds. For my guys, Kelvin and Kofi, I'm Brian. Uh, Rattler Nation, be good, be smart, stay healthy, and make sure to strike. Strike. And strike again. Peace out, everybody.